through uh, reading an article recently, caught my eye. It's about a, a family, got four or five boys, and the mom who wrote the article was talking about how she raised the kids, or she and the husband raised the kids, and uh, they decided that they weren't going to uh, coddle them. They weren't going to helicopter them. They weren't going to micromanage these boys. They were going to let them try to, they were going to give them a lot of room uh, in terms of their activities and play. And, and, and so the mom said it was hard because, you know, there was a lot of stuff they did that was kind of dangerous and uh, scary. Um, but that uh, they wanted them to, like, learn how to push limits. They wanted these boys to learn how to excel and how to not be afraid and how to be courageous and adventurous and, you know, so give them a lot of room. And they, you know, they said we put guard, minimal guardrails on them in terms of their playtime and activities, but, you know, so, you know, there were injuries, of course, she said, but not too many hospital visits, you know, which is good. That's, that's just life. Kids get hurt because they play. And they encourage their boys to just go all out. No, hold, no holds barred, just push it. Discover, discover who you are. So, and she said in the article, there were some identifiers that she was able to kind of determine as to uh, what this kind of unrestrained playtime looked like that these boys uh, always sought to climb high climb higher they sought to go faster uh, they wrestled and roughhoused to the extreme uh, they would play near or in fire, water, or some other chemical. And that they sought to distance themselves from adult supervision. And in hindsight, the parents look at it now and say, you know, that was, it was hard on us, but it was good for them. To learn that Play, because that's what it was. It was play. Climb trees, ride bikes, play with fire, play with water, you know, wrestle. That's play. But in it, to discover your capacities, your strength, your intelligence, your creativity, who you are, what you're capable of, and not to be afraid. Not to be afraid. She said, we didn't helicopter them because we didn't want to scare them. We didn't micromanage them because we, we didn't want them to grow up afraid of their own shadows. And, I, and this is just one lady, one experience. I'm not in any way judging how anybody parents at all. But it, it goes to a point that I want to make tonight. Uh, these disciples, okay, uh, they're afraid. 
They've been playing with Jesus out in the fields, walking, running, fishing, having a great time. Three years, big party. And uh, what happened? Uh, this isn't so fun anymore. He's, you know, he's, he's dead. There's word that he's risen. All of a sudden, he, they're up there hiding in their room, locked, afraid of the Jews, afraid of themselves, afraid of the Romans, probably afraid of Jesus. And all of a sudden, he shows up and, and he shows them his wounds and look what you did to me. You guys ditched me when I needed you the most, right? And they think, oh, maybe he's going to yell at us. But that's not what he's there for. He's like, yeah, we're not done playing. Come out and play. What are you guys doing here? Watching video games and eating Cheetos. That's not good for you. So he shows them his hands and his side, his wounds, and this is what I did for you. Now this is what you're going to do for me. I don't want, you're not here to be afraid. I didn't teach you and spend time with you so you could run around afraid of your own shadows, afraid of everybody else. That's not what this is about. You're, you're now going to be me. So get out there. And he breathes on them and he gives them the Holy Spirit. Breathe it in. Feel God's pleasure. Feel God's love. Feel God's power. Feel what I, I'm giving you, that what you need in order to go out and play, but not half measures, not, to, not timidly. You know, we're not, you know, we're not going to do this in a, we're only going to, we're going to go all out. All out. If you, if you can, if you liken it to riding the bike, we're going 100 miles an hour. No training wheels. But then he does this weird, weird thing. He says, oh yeah, by the way, forgive sins. So what's that all about? He just, he shows up, and he breaks through the door or the upper room, breaks into their hearts, breaks through their fear, gives them the spirit, gives them their power, gives them their mission. Go, go forgive sins. Well, why? Let's go back to the beginning. Genesis, real quick. Uh, just quick detour. Uh, Genesis, God creates. Why? Because God creates space because he needs a place to put his stuff? No, God doesn't need anything. He creates space for us. Last in execution, first in intention, that's Thomas Aquinas. In other words, last thing he makes is the thing he loves the most. The last thing he makes is the thing that is the best. What's the last thing he made? You and me, us. God loves us more than all of creation. And all of creation that he makes for us to use it's our playground. Creation, Eden, was, was the playground. And we were friends with God. God came out and played with us and we walked with him in the garden during the breezy time of the day until we didn't because we sinned. Huh? There, were only one, there was only one rule in that playground and they broke it. So they lost the playground. They got kicked out of the playground. And now they're hiding. You know, the, the rest of salvation history is them trying to figure out what to do to get back into God's good graces, get back that intimacy, get back that power, get back that love, get back that mission. So we finally sense Jesus, and they screw that up. They run away at the moment he needs them most. And, but he doesn't, you know, he's, he comes, and the first thing he does is peace. In other words, I love you and I forgive you. Now go out and forgive other people. We sinned at the beginning and lost our sense of play. We lost the playground. We lost that sense of going all out 
in our love relationship, our intimacy with God. We lost it because of sin. Now Jesus comes and in the midst of that sin forgives us, forgives them, and he says, now go back outside and play. Put down the video games, put down the Cheetos, put down your, your Gatorade and get out there and do something productive and helpful and good. I need you out there. Put your cell phone down, put your, your social media down, put your video games down, put all the other things that we do where we sit up in our rooms all afraid to go out and engage people and, and do your job. Get out there and play. Your only job is, you've got one job, play. How hard is that? Play. So they go out and play. And how awesome is that? That all of a sudden, they're, they're praising God and they're, they're, they're rejoicing, they're basking in God's love for them and his pleasure and his breath and the spirit and they're preaching and all these people from all over the known world hear him and understand him even though they're speaking different languages. When we play with God, God opens up our hearts, our minds, our souls, our strength and he makes everything possible. We're like kids again. The world is our playground. And we rejoice. And we're happy. And, and the world is better. See, we live in a world that's crazy. We're afraid of the world. How many, uh, think of all the things that you, out there that scare you. And, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go uh, eat Cheetos and, and, and watch SportsCenter, you know? Or, or you know, stream Netflix. Because I don't want to go out there. I just want to like, be here. No. How is that world going to get better if you and I don't do it? We're the ones he's sending. Have you done your job? Have you, have you realized the fact that the only reason this, the only hope this world has is you? It's you. It's not, you know, the, Biden's not going to do it. Congress isn't going to do it. Our governor's not going to do it. You don't legislate morality. Jesus is going to do it. And Jesus breathed his breath on you on Pentecost and he gave us a new playground. The church gave birth to the church on Pentecost, filled it with the Spirit, filled us with the Spirit. That's our playground. The church is our playground. The world is our playground. And we are here to take Jesus into that and to, and to make it better, to make it, to make it that which the Lord wants it to be. And it isn't what the Lord wants it to be. Why? Because we're not doing our job. We're eating Cheetos. I like Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, I really do. <laughs> I love getting my fingers all orange. It's the best. <laughs> but, you know, Cheetos, it's not going to save the world, right? So I got to put down the Cheetos and I got to get to work. Um, that's, that's, that's the deal. Um, brothers and sisters, um, Think of what you're afraid of. Jesus is coming into your heart and he's looking at it and he's saying, don't be afraid of that. I've conquered the world. I've conquered that. I've conquered you. i conquered sin. i conquered death. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all better. Think of those five things. You know? They, the boys climb higher. Well, in the spirit, we can climb as high as the Lord calls us to go. Uh, the boys ride faster. In the spirit, we can go 
all out, pedal to the metal. There is no speed limit in the spiritual life. Uh, you know, the boys, they play with fire and water. Uh, what do we do when we come to Mass? We play with fire, we play with water at our, you know, in, the, in the sacraments and baptism. We pray, we have bread and wine and we turn those into the body and blood of Jesus. We take the elements and we make them to the things that actually mediate grace, love, and the Holy Spirit. And they're ours and they're in us and we have it. And we distance ourselves from those things that would hold us back and not let us climb higher, go faster, and be stronger. And we have to wrestle with these things, just like the boys do. We've got to wrestle with our insecurities, our fears, and our doubts, and our worries, and our anxieties, and, and our just inertia, and our spiritual mediocrity. We have to wrestle with that stuff and say, I'm better than this. The Lord didn't put me here to do that. He put me here to do great things. He put me here to be his disciple. He put me here to change my family, to change my marriage, to change my friends, to actually make a difference in the lives of the people around me so that by knowing me, they get closer to the Lord. That's what play is. You know, the seventh day, God rested. Why? Because he was tired? No, because he wanted to rejoice and enjoy us. And he wanted us to enjoy and rejoice in him. It's the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, the day of the Mass, that we come and we get filled up with God's delight in us and his love for us and his spirit in us. And it gives us the power to go out the next six days and change, the, change our families, change our jobs, change our money, change our fertility, change all the things in our life that are important that have an impact on, on, on the world. Huh? There you go. Piece of cake. <laughs> so, put down your video games. Put down the Cheetos. And let's go play. Amen?